0: So on, welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We're about to talk NFL Week Five and a little bit of Thursday Night Football that just happened last night between the Bears and the Commanders, where the Bears smoked the Commanders on prime time to get their first win and the first underdog on Thursday Night Football to get the dub. As always, go down like and subscribe. Drop your picks for Week Five, your favorite bets, and your thoughts on Thursday Night Football. I'm Paul Picklewinum, and I'm joined with.
1: Hey, man, if you didn't know, I really don't mind telling you again. It's your boy, Kev. Water voice your boy, a.k.a. the donkey, right? A.k.a. the realest mother trucker on your screen. No, you know what I'm saying, Paul, My boy Paul got the, what's that, Dose dosekis?
0: Yeah, the Dos I got
1: that agua. It's basically water, baby. <laughs> I was going to say pour up. But you know how we coming, man. It's a totally blitz. We gotta start off with the Thursday night football recap before we get into the full slate this Sunday. But Paul, I was at the East Gainesville Initiative Forum, so they had me in this bitch with like I had to go to school, and I was um I was at school at six p.m. till like ten thirty. Um, setting up and like breaking down and being in the being in the mix. But I was but when I walk into the event, it's like the president of the college all the assistant vice presidents, the pastors from the churches around, around the city. I'm just the chief of police at Santa Fe College. And I'm just like, what the fuck did I just walk into right now?
0: <laughs> you ain't going home no time soon.
1: No time soon. And then I missed the entire game. And all I wake up to is DJ Moore, historic night, Justin Fields. Justin Fields is a dog. The, the Bears, they break a 14-game skid.
0: I'm like, bro, what the fuck happened last night? Man, fucking the Bears showed up, all right? This is the Bears I picked, money line straight up. I took the dog. I got the dub. It was good. And anyone that followed the prop bets went two for three. um, Both of my field's props hit. Um, The Washington prop didn't. But then I hit the plus 1,150 odds, almost 12 to one. Which was Justin Fields over 190 passing yards, over one and a half touchdowns, and for Washington and for Bears to win straight up. Cash that bad boy. Honestly, I should have played it a lot bigger, but I'm happy with that one. Uh, Justin Fields. There. I was talking to my coworker about this. Like, uh, Justin Fields last year when things didn't go right, when things were kind of iffy, this and that. Like. He looked lost out there. Similar to like Zach Wilson. When I see Zach Wilson playing football in the NFL, he looks like a college quarterback playing in the NFL. He doesn't it's he doesn't look like the part yet. And it's some of it's like has built, some of it is like when whenever the camera pans over to him, and they just got that lost look on their face, like they're looking for someone to listen to. Justin Fields last night looked like a leader. When shit like I know a lot of shit went right, so he didn't see it a lot. But like when things weren't going the right way, he did it. Like he didn't look lost. He looked like he was ready to be like, "All right, guys, this is what we got to do." And like that little step made me feel like, "Okay, Fields looks like an NFL quarterback right now, and he played like it." DJ Moore and all the DJ Moore catches were short, little curl routes, a little out route to the side. Cornerback biting on it, cornerback missing a tackle. DJ Moore gone. DJ Moore, honestly, there's one play. He probably should have 300 yards and four touchdowns, but there's the play where he stepped out of bounds. NFL doesn't even show a camera angle to, to, to show it, and they just move it on to the next play. There's a lot of conspiracy out there that the NFL fucked up on the call, and that's why they didn't bring it up. That's why they never showed any extra camera angles, and they just moved along to the next play.
1: I heard about that. I heard about that. I
0: yeah, heard. so DJ Moore, even, even with the refs hoeing him 230 yards, three TDs, but Fields was using his legs. They were most. They were like plays were being hyped, and it was a quarterback run to the side. Like they had the blockers for him. Like they were really looking like an NFL team. But I knew I was winning this bet. I knew the Bears were gonna win. I mean, I'm not here to like, gloat about nothing. But RIP to that boy Dick Buckus, all time great linebacker, former Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears, great one, passed away. Hours before the Thursday night kickoff. And the moment I saw that news, I felt secure. I was like, oh, there's no – we're winning this game. The Bears are winning, straight up. Like, this is – fuck the points, fuck everything else. If football gods are watching, the Bears are winning tonight. And that's what they did. I mean, offensively looked great. Defense got an interception. They made sacks. They had some big stops. Yeah, Sam Howell threw for 388. But it was – it was really – if this was a normal game, he'd really batting at, like, 270. That extra 110 was coming in the fourth quarter, making the – they're playing prevent defense, all that stuff. They almost gave up the – uh, they, they watched him put on some drives, almost made it into a ball game late. But then the Bears made, like, a big fourth down stop. Like, the Bears came to play. And if that's the Bears that plays for the rest of the season, I can see why you had them at number two. I can see why this team is – like, I, the Bears and Packers, are like if the Bears play the way they play right now, they're better than the Packers. Like they're like they look great, and his fields can play the way he does because he's somebody who's hard to guard. You're gonna load the box to stop his running, then you're gonna have DJ Moore go one on one. And you don't want you saw what happened last night with DJ Moore getting them one on ones. I was that, about to say, yeah, like, was yeah, he got like 20. I mean, his over under on the year of yardage was 800 yards, he got almost 30 percent of all. His total year yardage necessary in one game. And then last week, he put up like 150 or 160. Like, perfect passer rating on the total of the year when Justin Fields is thrown to DJ Moore. It's like 24, 32 for like 400 yards and like five touchdowns.
1: Okay, they they figuring something out over there. And the boys just picked up Chase Claypool. They might be able to
0: make something shake. Oh, no, that. they moved Chase Claypool. And now oh, they he got on, of Chase. on the Dolphins, baby.
1: Oh, damn. So, you told telling me DJ Moore just snapped like that says, yeah, we don't need Birdie no
0: more. Well, he wasn't even suiting up for the games anyway. He was being told to stay home. That yeah, so they been up. trying to
1: stay
0: home. Yeah, a lot of drama, a lot of him talking to the media, this and that, and basically told us to stay home. And last week they looked pretty. They told him to stay home last week, and the offense looked great. They played again this week. They won and looked phenomenal. And it might be like a lot of people are saying, this is what happens when you get rid of Chase Claypool in the locker room. Oh, wow. But, I mean, as all in all with the game, my biggest takeaway is the Commanders are still the Commanders of, like, previous years. Uh, they they had that one really close game with the Eagles that everyone kept talking, like, people were riding high on. But that was a divisional game. And the, I feel like more as the, the, the year progresses, I think Washington is just going to be this type of team. Like, same area as the Broncos, same area as, like, the Cardinals and that's like one of those bottom teams that is a little bit more feistier than like the worst of the NFL.
1: No, that's facts. So yeah, I see. Um, this I'm glad that you brought that up because that was probably like their their peak. That close game against the Eagles. After this, like, uh, it's gonna be just a lot of tight ropes, a lot of random wins in between, and a lot of I feel like just bad football this season coming from Washington. But Sam Howell also didn't look terrible. He threw like he threw an interception or two. But, Brad, how many yards? Like 380-something? 380 388. And um, Scary Terry got a couple of good catches. I mean, they can string along something, but you know how it goes. This season for the right for them um, counties, Ron Rivera's out of there. The enemy probably going to get moved up to head coach, and then they'll probably start working on their defense most likely.
0: And they got to work on the offensive line. I mean, they let up five sacks in this game. They're on oh, pace. Crazy. Yeah, Sam Howell's on pace to get sacked like 92 times or something crazy right now.
1: That's insane.
0: Yeah, so, like, that, right, like for the Bears to be able to get that many sacks and they were, like, bottom team, like, on pressures going into the week, like, that's not a uh, not a great thing. But enough of our gloating. I mean, we're starting off this week, Kev. I want to know you're 0-1. so like uh, you're still two games back on the yearly standing, so, like, we might have – Is this the week you're going to get a little opposite of me, or is this are you still playing the long game?
1: Me? We're going to eat every week and whatever happens.
0: Okay, I like that. I like that. Now, it's not Dairy Queen, but let's get into Sunday. (laughs) We got – I'm going to start off 930. We're across the pond, back in London. The Bills are at home, technically. Five-and-a-half-point favorite against Jacksonville Jaguars in London. Jaguars again they're starting left tackle back. They stayed a week over after the Falcons game. They have they didn't go home. They stayed they stayed in their second home over there in over there in England. So uh, you the Bills coming off a monster ass whooping on the Dolphins. So I mean this is a you're, are, are you taking the Jags in London and not looking back or is the the Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo Bills?
1: Right. I didn't even take the Jags last week in London. So uh but I do think this is an interesting game because I don't think I've seen – I don't think this is probably the first time we've covered football where the team stayed the week in London. I don't
0: think first they did that. This is the first time ever any team has ever played twice, like back-to-back weeks overseas.
1: Okay, so, yeah, this is going to be a very interesting, like, did they get the, like, just to see, like, how spending a week abroad um, affects, affects the game. So, like, I really don't know how to expect are they are they ready for the London? Like, they've been here for a week. They just beat the fuck out the Falcons last week. Like, I don't know. But I do know this Bills team is rolling right now. I know this Bills team is fucking shit up. They're, after they lost that first game to the Jets, what are they, on a three-game winning streak, and they've knocked off, they knocked off.
0: And Josh Allen's throwing fucking the best football of his life right now. He But, you know, this
1: is them in the regular season. They do this all the time. Like, Stephon Diggs looks amazing right now. Like, I'm rocking with this Bills team just because they're rolling. I'd like them to go all the way over to to London and keep that same energy. But you can never count out the Jaguars, Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, Calvin Ridley. Everybody looked good last week against the Falcons. The defense got a pick six. Like, this this team was rolling last week, and they're going to keep that same energy, and they're in the same building again. So I think it's going to be interesting. I think this Bills team is going to look good. But I want to see, like, does this Jaguars team just pick up the momentum since they're already in London to keep it moving? How do you think this is going to
0: go? See, I think this is going to be a, a 2 part for me. One, my best bet is Jacksonville plus five and a half. Um, first first game on the slate, first best bet. Just because I'm not going to fade Jacksonville and London. It's just like a match made in heaven. Like, I'll give me the plus five and a half on that one. And getting a left tackle back I think is going to help them out a lot in this game. We saw how their defense played phenomenal against your Falcons. They played great against the Chiefs. Honestly, they probably should have won that Chiefs game. If they a couple of those close end zone calls actually actually get their feet in, inbound, they probably end up winning that Chiefs game. So That was
1: an ugly Chiefs game.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I really like – I think that the Bills, you know, you're, you're going to have to travel. It's a long flight. The other team got to stay. They get the extra practice day because you have to waste the day on flying over there. Um, I, I just think they're going to be the more prepared team going into this game. And the Bills probably are the better team. But I I, I also have a prop for this game that I think is going to be a, a deciding factor. It's going to be Josh Allen anytime interception. He didn't throw on last week. He's been on his hot, uh, top-of-the-world type of momentum. I think this is the game where he comes down to earth a little bit, gets a little frustrated because Jacksonville's defense is underrated, very underrated. Josh Allen can get pressures. Uh, table uh, Trayvon Walker even though he isn't the Aiden Hutchinson of that draft class Aiden Hutchinson's looking like the better pick um fast forward but Walker's still playing phenomenal for them so like I the Devin Lloyd the is fast like he's I just think he can cover any running back uh James Cook I think he's good but not great and I just think the Jags are gonna line up pretty good uh and I'm gonna take the Jaguars money line too. Fuck it, I'm gonna take it as my official pick. I'll take the five and a half, and if I'm gonna take the five and a half, I might as well say fuck it. Let me ride the Jags all the way, and this is gonna be the first time ever being the away team technically at a, a London game. So maybe that affects them. Who knows? But uh, I, I like I like the Jags here as the real home team. Okay,
1: yeah, I mean I respect it. It could go either way, but I'm like I did last week. I'm riding this Bills. I'm riding this Bills train until the Bills fall off. Was it probably be in the playoffs?
0: All right. Then our our next game on the slate. We're going to one o'clock games. Divisional game, close spread. Colts are two and a half point underdog against the Titans. Both are sitting at two and two. Very pivotal game for this division. Anthony Richardson coming off a close loss against the Rams, and the Titans is beating the brakes off the Bengals. Are you uh riding with your boy Braves on this one?
1: Oh. Or you're
0: riding with your boy AR. I actually
1: am so torn. And I was doing my when I was doing my own picks and my studying and research beforehand, I was just like, This can go either or. Like, I like the fact that I rode the Titans last week. Braves, dog, and um at home dog. Gotta take it. But them boys are going to Indianapolis for this game, right?
0: Yeah, they're the um they're the way team. And so how do you feel about this team?
1: Because I think The Colts' defense is a defense that shows up certain games.
0: So this is a weird game to, like, because Colts' defense second half played great. I don't think they let up uh, any touchdowns in the second half against the Rams. First half, though, they got obliterated. They can't do that early. They can't do that because if Derrick Henry gets rolling early, it's only downhill from there. So you can't let that. long game. Yeah, you can't let him go off like I let Kyron Williams did last week early. But if y'all play that second half defense, y'all did. Then you're playing great. Anthony Richardson, he doesn't throw the ball deep. He's a lot of quick passes, screen passes, and uses his legs. And the Titans' defense, if you're gonna beat them, it's usually in the air, deep passes. The safety and corners are weaker. Uh, so this is a tough game for me to pick because, like, stylistically, the Titans probably should win this game because AR isn't doesn't really air the ball out to like worry people. But I just I just have a bad feeling about that. I feel like cause the Colts were the favorite at first. And then because the Titans beat the shit out of the Bengals, now the Titans are the favorite minus two and a half. And for that reason, I got the Colts best bet, back to back best bets. Colts plus two and a half at home. And I'm gonna take them to win straight up as well. I just think their their defense is gonna play Tannehill good. And then if Derrick Henry can have a decent game, but I think Tannehill's not going to play. I think there's going to be that Tannehill game where we're talking about they need a quarterback if they want to make any noise. And Anthony got- Richardson is going to be able to cut up. Like I just think Anthony Richardson is like a fucking quarterback Derrick Henry back there. That's fucking he can he just take off and do the thing. I
1: was about to say they got Will Levis. That's all they need. Now I'm playing, but um, I yeah I I agree with your take on um for the most part, because this Colts defense to me is kind of like a, it's an on and off defense. Like sometimes they really look like some real killers. And then other times they look, they get killed. Yeah. So it can go either or, but I'm a trust to see that this Colts team at home can do something. But if not, and this, um, this Titan teams keeps rolling. Like, and they're just, they're just showing that they're always going to beat the middle of the back, the middle of the pack teams, like, they're going to beat the Bengals. They're going to beat the Browns. They're going to beat the motherfucking – yeah, they'll just beat all the middle-of-the-pack teams, and they're going to be one of those teams that sneak into the playoffs. And I think this is a divisional game, so it can just go either or. So, like, I think there's no wrong choice in this one, but I got to take the Colts, too.
0: Yeah, this is a Titans home game. I probably would lean towards the Titans, but the Colts being the home dog here, that one stands out to me. Some dogs be barking, man. And I got two props, both unders. Tannehill under – 215 and a half passing yards he's uh he'd gone under this number twice on the season and both games where he went over was against really bad defenses i just think they're gonna play him really well here and i got anthony Richardson under one and a half passing touchdowns he's only gone over this number once um he's had a one game where he had no touch passing touchdowns one game with one and i think this is going to be another game where they get into the red zone it's going to be AR with his legs. Like, he's not going to be looking to throw it. It's going to be an AR run or a Zach Moss run.
1: Mm. Nice, nice, nice.
0: Yeah. Hopefully and JT AI. is back in the building. Jonathan Taylor, I don't think, will be playing because he still wants money, but he is back in the building. Uh, it's up in there if he plays. I,
1: think, I did that in order to get that notification. Jonathan Taylor questionable. I'm like, boy, he better stop questioning. Zach Moss is going to take his job.
0: Yeah, I still think Zach Moss season full effect. Yeah. Uh, both on the Colts here. Next game, Giants are a half point underdog against the Dolphins. No Andrew Thomas, all-pro left tackle again. Shaquan's iffy to play, and if he does play, he's going to be very limited because of the ankle injury. Uh, I mean, I don't think we have to go deep into this game to break it down. I think it's safe to say the Dolphins should win, and they're coming off a bad loss. They should bounce back here.
1: Bro, Mike McDaniels is mad. He is coming through, and this offense is about to look so potent. It's about to be insane. I don't think y'all are going to drop 70 points again, but y'all are to come through fuck shit up and lead, Like, it's about to be bad. And then, I don't know. I think this Giants team, they got to – I don't know when their bye week is, but they got to start – Um, re- re- i got to say, they got to start refiguring things out because this is going to be a long – Hard drawn out season for them because their the schedule just isn't in their favor right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, NFC East they play the AFC East this, and like our divisions play each other. So like yeah, they still have to play the Bills. They still have to play the Jets, uh, the Battle of New York, and the Patriots too. But like some of those teams are hitters, some of them aren't. Uh, then uh, but I did have two props for this game. It's eight chain over fifty and a half rushing yards. People were saying because they're showing his run against the Bills, like all his runs on the season, and that's how fast and explosive he is on the first step. They're they're comparing him like this is the closest thing we've seen to CJ 2K, which is who which is crazy because you also brought up CJ 2K in NFL chat. So I was like, right, what's the chances of me seeing someone comparing At Kane to CJ 2K, and then the next day you you send in the CJ 2K highlights? I'm like, is this a sign? Like this is probably is the second coming.
1: That's actually funny because I remember seeing those, seeing, uh, seeing that shit. And I was like, damn, I forgot how nice CJ 2K was.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then I got Waddle over 62 and a half receiving yards. He's done over this in every game except for last week. Um, but the Bills is, it was just a we just got boat race that happens. But the Giants defense can't stop nobody. I would I wouldn't bet the spread on this game just because. Liam Eikenberg, like I said, should be charged for treason against the Dolphins with the way he's blocking on the O-line now that Colin Williams is out. And then our all-pro, Taron Armstead, is going to be out. He's on IR now. So we have two – best linemen are out. Two Our two best linemen are out for this game, and maybe Kayvon Tippett. Like, the Bills were able to get pressure, and maybe the Giants can create some pressure.
1: Yeah, they definitely could create pressure. I will say that because Kayvon Tippett was the dog. And they got – um. That other jet, not
0: Dexter Lawrence. Oh no, yeah, Dexter. Yeah, Dexter Lawrence. Lawrence. And they they got Wink Martin, Martindale, the defensive coordinator that was known for his heavy blitzes, having the Raven. He was the Ravens defensive coordinator, like having them always looking great on the press, um on pressure and shit. Uh mm-hmm. the Lions are the bottom team on pressure, only getting eleven pressures this season. So like this could be the week where they turn it around, which I'm hoping not. But that's that's no I already see it. So don't be in my mention talking shit if he two gets sacked a couple times. Yeah. Uh-huh. Next game, we got the Saints versus the Patriots. It's an even game. It's a pick 'em. I I don't know who will be favored as a kickoff right now. It's just a minus one on both sides. Uh, I, uh, Kev, do you have a like? Do you think the Patriots bounce back against the Saints, uh, or do you think the Saints are just the better team here?
1: Oh no, nah, not with that. Not with their quarterback situation right now. That there, there is nothing good about the Saints team, and. I will say I don't expect them to give up like that. Those um three touchdowns in the second half, like they did last week against the Bucks. But I do see this this um defense is questionable. I think they're a good defense, but they're still questionable. Like Jordan Love putting up enough points to win against them. Like you feel me? So this defense is questionable. So Bill Pelichick coming off of his worst loss in his career ever. Yeah, like. I don't like Mac Jones. I don't think he's good. I don't even know if he's starting. They might try to zap attack. But I'm expecting them to come through and ball out. So I'm going to take the Patriots on this. I expect them to come disciplined. I'm expecting them to find every hope possible. And we know how they're having their quarterback situation. And Bill Belichick is the king of fucking up bad quarterbacks, confused quarterbacks, and taking advantage of shitty motherfuckers.
0: Thing so and Derek still a little banged up. You can definitely tell in that game. He had like twenty passes, only a hundred and like twenty yards. His air rate and his air yards were so bad. Alvin um Alvin Kamara getting like 13 catches for like 27 yards, 30 yards. Like that was 33
1: yards. Yeah, like
0: shit like that is not sustained. That's not good NFL. That's not good football. That shit you see in the XFL, USFL. But I, I think I'm i on the opposite side. I think the Saints defense is pretty good, and just the fact that their offense was so bad last week that they kept going like three and out, short drive. The defense had to play a lot of defense. or on the field for a long time. I don't see that with the Patriots. I think the Patriots have a good defense, and they just traded to get J.C. Jackson back. They traded the Chargers. They sent some late-round picks to the Chargers to get J.C. Jackson back over there, which is kind of funny because they didn't want to pay J.C. Jackson and they let him walk to the Chargers where he gets a massive contract, a $100 million contract. And then a year and a half later, they're trading to get him back on the team because Kristen Gonzalez is out for the season. Mm, I didn't know my dog.
1: Hey, my dog's out for the season. That's yeah, crazy. he's out
0: for the season. The bet, it a rookie of the year bet dead, Kevin. RIP.
1: And I was killing it, everyone. You
0: he was sitting high too. I think he was like top three at last week before the week started. So now it's it's over. But it was a good run. It was a fun run. Uh, I I got my best bet is Saints minus one. I think that the Saints are the their defense. I mean, Mac Jones is in a fucking box. I I don't think he's gonna play well. I don't think I don't think the run. I think the O line is really bad for the uh, Patriots too. Where the Saints D line is gonna might get a feast on Mac Jones. Uh, I got the Mac. I got the. Alvin Kamara over four and a half receptions. It wasn't just a one-week thing. They're going to keep throwing that ball to him. Like Anything that's short is probably going to Kamara. Uh, I got Ramondre Stevenson under 54 and a half rushing yards. I just think they they might be down early because of a, a pick six, a fumble. That's like The Saints are going to, I think, start winning early because of defense, and then they're going to stop running the ball. And I got Blake Groot, first kicker crop of the year. Blake Root, kicker of the Saints, over one and a half kicks, um uh, field goals. Like I said, once this team, once the Saints get into the red zone with Derek Carr, all offense dies. So they're gonna be kicking a few red zone field goals FC. This might be a really ugly game, but I just think the Saints are gonna will it out. Last time they played each other, Mac Jones did it at, like he threw two interceptions, one for a pick six, a fumble that went for a touchdown. Like Mac Jones got absolutely decimated. Maybe it's a, a, a get right game for him. Like he circled it. I'm gonna get I'm gonna show him this year. But I just think maybe the Saints defense is too physical for Mac Jones. Oh uh, yeah, I can see it.
1: But I'm gonna take him because I've seen him play close games. They were ugly, but they were close. So I think Bell, Bill's gonna come with an ugly mindset. And this is gonna be a close game. Like I like this to be like a 14 to 17 type of game. And it does be ugly as hell all okay. game.
0: And it's a and it's a uh a Patriots are at home, so they should have a little home edge. Yeah. Divisional game. Steelers are four point underdog at home against the Ravens. Kenny Pickett will play this game. Um, even if he didn't play, I don't think Mitch Trubisky much of a downgrade based on how bad their offense has been playing this year. But at four point underdog, I mean. I know everyone everyone's reading the fucking stats out about how in this matchup the underdog is like uh like sixteen and five straight up.
1: Oh that's crazy.
0: A uh, Mike Tomlin uh at home underdog is like seventeen and four. Uh Mike Tomlin as an underdog in this matchup is like eight and oh or like these are like some crazy stats that show like you pick pick the fucking underdog and walk away. Like, that is the, the the whoever's home. It's always a close game. But I think the Ravens are just going to straight up and win this game. I, I Even Kenny Pickett's been so bad. Like, I don't think it's going to be a beautiful game by any uh, any chance. I still think it'll be very close. That's why I'm not taking the minus four Ravens. But I just think the, the Ravens have played really good defense. So, like, the, Kenny, the Steelers have no fucking offense. There is no offense when they get on the field. That one touchdown to George Pickens that was like a 70-yard slant was like their whole offense for the year so far. And even if the Ravens aren't at like full steam ahead, this is the best team on the planet, they are still playing very shaky football. Um, if Deshaun Watson played last last week, it might be a, a different game altogether. Uh, but I just think the Ravens are just the better team here. I, I don't care about all the stats and all that stuff. Like give me the Ravens. I test alone. This is the better team. Yeah,
1: I was going to take the Ravens, too, for sure. But you just threw out all those stats, and I was just like, oh, that's crazy. I didn't know that. So now I'm kind of interested in this game. I was really – I'm really a big – I picked the Steelers last week against the Texans because I thought this defense was enough. I thought uh, – but I'm thinking more of an old-school Steelers style. Like, the defense was enough with, like, a young Big Ben. Like, it was just like, oh, as long as the offense put up, like, 10 or 14 or 10, we got it. That's all you need. That's all, that's all you need type shit. So I really put a disrespect on the defense, but I'm showing that this defense can, there you can find holes in his defense, and a good good quarterback can score on this defense. So this might be one of those games where the Ravens kind of start looking more to form closer to the playoffs, especially with it being a division on um, rival and being able to walk into Heinz Field and shut that bitch down is a flex. So I'm I'm taking the Ravens with you on this one, big guy.
0: All righty, our next game on the slate. Falcons, one and a half point favor at home against the Houston Texans, coming off a big win against the Steelers, and y'all looking kind of flat across the pond against the Jags. Yeah, let me hear why y'all are bouncing back this week.
1: Yeah, what if I thought we were going to lose?
0: Oh, let me, I mean, let me know. Are, are you, are you finally got your Riddler glasses on? Nah. So let me show you how we're going to bounce
1: back this week, Powell. So, I think this is a game where we go against a defense that's a lot tougher than a lot of people think. So we went against the Jags last week. They did us dirty. We went, against us. we went against the Lions last week. They did us pretty dirty. Did we put that? They did us pretty dirty. We got to go against the Texans, the Texans. who we'll have a good defense, good defense. That, can that can potentially do us dirty. You feel me, Paul? We're kind of in a position where it's like you can't go down early. You can't give up, and you can't give up shit over the top. Um, Because C.J. Stroud's been looking great. So, the only way to do it is to play hard-nosed, dirty football. I mean, like, we got to fight and slug for every yard. We got to protect Desmond Ritter because we know that he's – we know that he wasn't, like, the, the OG QB. Like, we knew that he wasn't the dude that was going to come in his bitch and throw 300 passing yards, get four touchdowns a game. We knew this. We knew this when we drafted him. So let's not act brand new. Everybody's saying he's holding us back. I want to say he's holding us back. I think he's a placeholder for the motherfucker that's going to take us to the next steps. You feel? Okay. But, but at the moment, we got to run with what we got. So we're hoping that Arthur Smith puts together a game plan against this defense, especially with D'Amico Ryan's probably um, lining up all types of blitzes, making sure he's ready to show all types of looks. And, you know me, limit the turnovers. Got to limit the turnovers. The O-line. Gotta be able to stand tall. We can hold it down running, but if we gotta throw that bitch, go ahead and try to stand tall. And and Desmond Ritter might have to get a little a little shifty with his legs like he did in the Packers game.
0: You wanna hear a fun fact, Kev? What's up? Desmond Ritter has never lost a home game in his football career. Oh, I wow. am pretty fired. I don't know about high school, but I know going back from college to now, never lost a home game. Every oh, home wow. series, every home game he's played for the Falcons. As a home dub. Tell them boys and, to meet us in
1: Atlanta.
0: And CJ Stroud, his you know what his pregame meal is his pregame warm up. What? Or his like he has a, a not pregame meal, but his uh, what he eats like he has something where he eats Chick Fil A before games.
1: Oh dang! Right there in Georgia.
0: And, and you know that Chick Fil A and that motherfucking Mercedes Benz? is closed on Sundays. Ah. So you know, it might be a little shaky. Who knows?
1: That's crazy. How the fuck does he eat Chick Fil A
0: before every game? That bitch is closed on. Sunday. I don't know, but someone pointed out that like, because he had an interview, we talked about he eat Chick Fil A before games or something, and people were like, "Mercedes, Benz, Chick Fil A's closed on Sunday, yo, bitch." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> i like, damn, it's like that."
1: <laughs> there it goes. We want all that spoke. So yeah, who
0: you who you got in this in this game, Pablo? Best bet this is on the best bet radar, Kev. Falcons minus one and a half. Texans oh. got a good defense unless you got a running back.
1: Oh. And the, and the
0: Falcons know how to run that fucking ball. B. John Robinson, uh, prop bet right here. Anytime touchdown score, prop bet over 79 and a half rushing yards. And on the other side, I guess I'll give out all three prop bets. Damian Pierce under 51 and a half rushing yards. I just think the Falcons so – this is another one of those games. Where I think game script early, the Falcons may jump out to an early lead. The Texans got C.J. Stroud. They feel like they can throw the ball 50 times. And um, I even thought about throwing the anytime interception prop on C.J. Stroud because he's yet to throw one, and they keep throwing up those stats and how he's going to break the record and this and that. And it's just in the air now. And you put it in the air, it's only going to get caught by a defender. But I, I didn't want to do it to him. Uh, but I do think he's going to be throwing a lot of passes because you all going to be winning because they can't stop the run. Uh, Tyler Algeer might even have a good game, and uh, so I just I just like the matchup of y'all being able to run the ball, and that's what y'all do. And like, like I feel like y'all spreads are always gonna be this close. And the the key is if y'all play in a team that isn't good against the run, I'm probably gonna hammer the Falcons every time. Nice. So we're both on the Falcons. I I, uh, I don't I'm not sure. Did you think I was gonna pick the Texans? I was
1: half and half. I ain't gonna lie to you.
0: Alright. Uh, and uh on to our next game though. We got the Lions. Nine and a half point favorite against the Panthers.
1: How That's do you feel, last, I got to say this is the last one o'clock game right here.
0: Yes it is. How do you feel? Do you
1: think Bryce Young
0: looks right? Or do you think the Lions are just fucking the
1: Lions? Man, I need you to go take take your time shitting this shit. You feel me? Go go use the bathroom, wash your hands, all that good shit. I'm about to tell you about how the Lions are going to fuck the Panthers up for the next 10 minutes. But no, this game isn't going to be close. This Lions D-line has shown that they're nothing but motherfucking problems. The Lions are pretty much showing that, showcasing that they're a top-10 team right now in the NFL. Like the way that this offense is methodically doing things. Um, You got people like fucking Laporta, their tight end, looking crazy. Amon Singh, Raw, looking crazy. Motherfucking, everybody's going ham right now on this Lions team. Oh, David Montgomery, I should be coming. I should be coming out, that – And, dude, and Jameer, Gibbs,
0: Jameer Gibbs, I think, isn't playing this game. So, like, David Montgomery, tragic. if you have him in fantasy, like, to start licking your fingers.
1: Yeah, tragic. Cause I got, now I got to go figure out who, I, I already don't have no running backs on on fantasy. Now I got to figure out who the fuck is going to play for him. So, they um. so yeah, this Lions team is fucking, I'm not going to say they're going to obliterate the Panthers, but yeah, this Lions team is going to show them that you're not supposed to be here right now. And there's a chance Adam Thielen looks good in this game because he has had like 70 um, seventy yards in the last two games, but that might be like the most that this Panthers can show because I'm expecting this Lions team to come in and fuck them all the way up.
0: Yeah, I'm How do you
1: feel about me saying that the Lions are um showcasing that? They're low-key a top-10 team in this league right
0: now. But do you want to know where they're ranked in my power rankings right now? Where? At full day all. I'm thinking like seven or eight. I got them boys all the way up at four. I will say, I made these power rankings after week two, and I was gonna change them week to week, but then I was like, Well, let me see how I'll stack up at the end of the year. Like, this is this, like, let me see how my rankings would look after week 17. So, let me just keep them here. This is after the Chiefs win. This is uh, this when they were looking really good, like, but I mean, <laughs> right now, my power ranking is top five. 49ers, Dolphins, Cowboys, Lions, Chiefs.
1: You should probably update it like every um every like quarter or so, and then um but like don't get rid of it. Like see how see how they all make a new like, one. Yeah, like pretty much copy that bit, paste it, and then just yeah play with it.
0: Okay, I probably will. I will probably have an update. I have I, this is week five. I know it's not a quarter of it, but uh, post week five, I'll probably change the way for some of the rankings. But no, that's fine. I got the Lions just because the offensive line for the Panthers has been pretty bad. That's also why Bryce Young hasn't looked too great. The the play calling has looked pretty bad from Frank Reich. It's like they called two screens on a three on a three play drive. Like there's a reason why that drive only lasted three plays. Like y'all threw y'all uh. threw two fucking screens back to back. Like, um, so I can't put it all the way on Bryce Young even though he's not looking too good. The, uh the the they almost beat the Vikings, but you take away that 99 yard pick six they they didn't do anything they got one field goal on the fucking board or two field goals like they didn't already do shit so i just think the This is especially if you're in a survivor league like myself the, the Lions are my pick in a survivor league this week like, i'm taking lines this week i was gonna pick the dolphins as a survivor pick but the dolphins you know who they play next week kev the fucking panthers so i'm saving the dolphins the next week when they play the panthers like the panthers like, <laughs> you just might have to pick against every week and uh So, yeah, give me the Lions here. I do have a prop. It is Adam Thielen. You already said his name earlier. And it's Adam Thielen over four and a half catches. Back to back weeks went way over. Like, he's just, he's just, he's getting like 10 targets a game after week two. I think he'll get another five catches, especially if they're playing catch up ball against the Lions. The Lions' secondary, yeah, they play better. They lost CJ Johnson Garner for the year. He's out. So, like, they're still, yeah, they're still weaker. On the on the on the secondary side, so like Adam Thielen, I think he's gonna have a nice day because the Panthers are gonna get blown out here. Nah, no, that's real. And then our next game on the slate, Kev. Four o'clock. We're going to the Cardinals as a three-point underdog against the Bengals. This line moved a lot. This was at first at like seven points for the Bengals. Bengals continue to be shitty. The Cardinals continue to – even though they got beat pretty bad last week against the 49ers, they continue to play physical. They continue to play games as if they're trying to win games. And now they're only a three-point dog at home. Um, This actually kind of scares me. If it was at six – if it was at seven points, I would say, yeah, take Cardinals plus seven, best bet. Don't even look back. But at three – this is kind of scary. Like, do you think like signs are pointing towards this is maybe a Joe Burrow get right game. Cardinals defense, even though they've been uh in games, their defense is still bad. Like they're bad against the rush, they're bad against the um, passing. Like you can beat them multiple ways. It's maybe Jamar Chase has yet to catch a touchdown all year long. Like, is this the game where we've been waiting on uh Joe Burrow still a little banged up, but he's getting healthier. Is this where they start actually putting the wins together, Kev? Or are the Cardinals still just being looked down upon, even, even though they've been playing pretty good?
1: I mean, I'm hoping for it because, boy, I got Joe Burrow starting the fantasy, and it should be hurtful every week. Hurtful. But, I mean, I really don't know how this game's going to go. If you told me, like, at the beginning of the season that both these teams are going to be 1-3, and three, I would have looked at you like, nah, Cardinals ain't winning no games. and' Yeah. You know, <laughs> you are crazy if the motherfucking Bengals are going to be 1-3 at this time. But we're here now. So, I don't trust this Cardinals offense to be potent. I think if the Bengals sleep on them, that's what's going to get them in trouble, especially if, they, especially if the offense starts off slow. But this could be that game that everybody finally gets right. So, it can very much be that game. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon. like A lot of people can finally uh, – get their names back ringing again on a game like this. So, I'm going to take the Bengals for show. I'm hoping that they show out. But we'll see. Four oh five, you Can't beat it.
0: Yeah, I got the Bengals too. Um, I mean, it is it, this could be the game where, like, similar to – I can't remember what game it was, like a week or two ago, where, like, we both picked against the team because, like, of the name power. They like, you know, like, you're picking off the name of a team – And then we got burned because the other team has been playing better, but we just didn't want to recognize it. And that could be again this week. And I think this is the cutoff week. If the Bengals burn me again, like they did last week against the Titans, I'm probably, I probably have to put into the idea like, yeah, this team is, uh, until Joe Burrow is fully healthy, I can't bet on this team. So, like, yeah, give me that. Yeah. And if y'all go like one and if y'all start off like one and five or one in, like one and four after this week, and y'all let him play this whole time, like y'all really put yourself in a pit bull because then it's like, do we bench him even though he should be healthy in, in two weeks from now for the rest of the year because we're already this bad, or do y'all just continue to roll him out when there's nothing left to win? Like it's you now you put yourself in a bad predicament.
1: Fact, you just look crazy as fuck.
0: Uh, next game on the slate, we got four point a four point underdog at home in the Rams taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles haven't played their best ball yet; they're still four and zero. Rams coming off a big overtime win against the Colts. They're definitely looking better than what I thought they would this year, so I gotta give them a little props. And uh cooper cup will be playing this game he is back so that might be a big deal as well do you think uh this is the first week of uh, the eagles is This is this the week the eagles finally get they lost or do you, this, do you think the uh the rams still won't have enough firepower
1: bro i'm at this point i think the eagles can lose any week like there's just been too many random close games the close game with the patriots the close game last week with the commanders like there's been a lot of close games. There was what game
0: was it that they were the losing? Vikings or Jalen Hurts through two interceptions. Yeah, like
1: there's a lot of close games. So everybody's saying they haven't played their best ball the yet. Buccaneers was a fucking five
0: point game, I believe.
1: Yeah, they've got a lot of one score games. I mean, this is a team that I would prefer to trust in a one score game in a lot of situations. But like the Eagles definitely haven't played their best ball, but I think we're putting them I don't know if they could just redo what we saw last season. Last season was pretty special, so that's where I'm kind of like stuck in between. We'll see where they peak at this season, but I also don't think this is the game where they kind of get exposed. I think this game can be unnecessarily close. I think Matthew Stafford with his good rapport with Puka Nakua, and um Cooper Cup coming back means that like he doesn't have to immediately force everything to, Cooper, to um Cooper Cup. He can probably find a balance in between the two, and then Kyrie and Williams' productivity. Is going to be a big thing. But going against this Eagles, this Eagles defense, I think, is the is a big gamble if, if you were to pick the Rams. Because don't this Rams offense, is getting Cooper, come back and it could look great. We still got to remember that this Eagles defense is solid in a lot of places. There are some games they put up, but they let other teams put up crazy points, which makes no sense. Like, how does Washington put up 31 points against the Eagles T defense that I thought was, like, number three or four in the league? But it happens. But I just don't think this Rams team is going to do that. I think this can be a close game, like a one-score one, a one score game, a 21-24 type of game. But I do like the Eagles to finish it off, to um finish it out and end 5-0 this week.
0: So if it's 21-24, I won't be mad because my best bet is this Rams plus four. The fifth and final best bet, Rams at home. They actually have a home crowd. I know there will still be some Philly fans in attendance. So there's stuff, will be a lot of them, but they, they're not like the Chargers where you can just take over the stadium unless you're the 49ers. Then you can do that. But,
1: but or the Raiders.
0: Yeah, or the Raiders. Like you actually have home fans there already. You're good. But I think they'll still have the home edge. Four points for the way this Eagles team has been looking. I think it's a pretty good amount you can get. Uh, And the Demon Home, pussy. Cooper Cup, baby. Demon home. Yeah, but the thing is, I just don't know if
1: they're going go, to immediately go, Matt, if Matthew Stiles immediately is going to start feeding them. Because, like, remember, like, it's not like he just, like, he started, he missed, like, a couple games this season. Like, he really didn't play the end of last season and then the beginning of this season to this game. So, we'll see how it goes. I think they might have to give him a game or two before he goes in a full Cooper Cup vote.
0: See, I got three props. I got Stafford over 276 and a half passing yards. I think the secondary is the way you beat him, It's just crazy to say because they have a great secondary. But I think that's the Aaron and out is how you're going to beat him. And I got DeAndre Swift under 64 and a half rushing yards. He's been absolutely phenomenal back-to-back weeks. I think the Rams' uh, front seven has played really well, and I think they'll, they'll be able to stop DeAndre Swift enough. And then they still like to put in Kenneth Gainwell, they still like to put in Rashad Penny. So, like, they still have a three-man committee. So, DeAndre Swift starts off a little slow. You might see them start using the other running backs. So, I think under 64-and-a-half is a good play. And I got plus 175 odds. Cooper Cup, anytime touchdown score. I think first game back, homie's going to hit the end zone. He might not get the, the 15 targets for 12 catches, 150 yards. But I think um, – he will find the end zone. I think he'll still be used. He's just a, a one of the kind. Con- like they did. You see, there's a video out where him and Puka are doing the same footwork drill, and it's not. It's like night and day. Like Puka, phenomenal player so far. Cooper Cup made him look like an amateur hour. Like it, Like the way Cooper and it's not like Cooper Cup was playing hurt these couple games. He was on the IR, seeing a specialist, taking his time. They said we're not going to play him until he's about ninety percent ready. So if he's at 90% right now, I think you're gonna get the Cooper Cup show. Nice. Then uh, so I'm happy we're split on that pick. Our next game on the slate. We got the Broncos, two and a half point favorite against the Jets. Zach Wilson looking pretty good last week. Maybe he can carry it over. And the Broncos, yeah, they got a win against Justin Fields, but this is bad. Like they're the worst defense in the league. They're like the number, their bottom, they're, they're the worst passing defense in the league by a good margin. And they're, I think – I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, the worst rush defense in the league as well, uh, maybe their bottom five rush. But either way, this is the overall worst defense in the league by far right now. And the, this is the game if Zach Wilson could carry it over, I think he looks pretty good in this game. But, like, the Broncos, they're coming off a good win after getting blown out by the Dolphins. Uh two weeks ago. So like, do you think Broncos at home have the edge? I know you were telling me don't sell my land just yet.
1: I mean, we're not selling our, we're not selling our like, real estate in Bronco County just yet. Don't get me wrong. I feel like we I, it's low key a business decision. I think if we wait to sell, we can get, we can get a better, a better profit. We get a better price later, later, not maybe not this season, but later, we can get, we can sell a little bit later. I will shout out the Broncos. Um, Russell Wilson had a good game last game. Like, what was it, like 200-something yards, but like 133 passer rating, and like two or three touchdowns. Three TDs, so, like, yeah. So, yeah, I respect it. But he's not doing that against the Jets' defense. The Jets' defense is tired of being tried. They understand that, like, they got that first win against the Bills and lost every game since. They could have beat the Chiefs last week if it wasn't for the holding penalties. Zach Wilson's can't sleep. Was it a fumble? Yeah. So they they feel like they could have won last week. So they're hyped right now. They're kind of coming for blood, and they're willing to kill these Broncos. I don't know how the Broncos are the favorites, which is crazy.
0: See, I'm a, I'm a co I think the Jets are coming. Their defense is playing great. And if they're I, that Broncos offense is going to look pretty stagnant. And because they're looking stagnant, I think the Jets don't need to score 30 points to win this game. They can score 21, 24, find a way to win this game. And I think that's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to play good defense. Zach is going to build upon what he could do because of this, how bad their defense is. And they're going to find a way to win this game. I, I like them as the underdog in this in this spot.
1: Facts, facts.
0: And then I got a prop for this game. It is Tyler Conklin, the uh, tight end for the Jets, to go over. Was it two and a half? Yeah, over two and a half receptions. He's coming. He's uh, beat that number twice already this year, back to back games. I think he's actually beating it more than that. Let me see. Oh, uh, receptions. Yeah, Tyler Conklin in his games with the Jets with Zach Wilson. Six targets for five catches, five targets for three catches, six targets for four catches. And you're setting the number at two and a half. Yeah, like he's going to get three catches. Zach Wilson likes his tight end. It's a safety blanket. He know it will be open. And you're looking so much at Garrett Wilson, bam, there's a Tyler Conklin catch right there. So, yeah, give me Tyler Conklin over two and a half. And give me the Jets straight up. I just think that the defense is going to win in the game. Hell Yeah. Then our next game on the slate. This one should be a fun one. Kansas City is going to Minnesota, where Minnesota's a three and a half point underdog. Kirk Cousins versus Patrick Mahomes. This is going to, do you think it's going to be a shootout? Do you think it's going to be a super high scoring game here? Do you think both defenses take the day off?
1: That's exactly what the fuck is about to happen. This game is about to be insane. Like, if you were to take the the Vikings with the points, I wouldn't be mad at you because this game is going to come down to whoever has the ball last is driving down the field. This game is about to be fun as fuck. This is going on the big screen. Like, I'm expecting this game to be great. I'm expecting um this, I'm going to call it the Chiefs ensemble because the whole Chiefs got up because there's always a whole crew of Chiefs every game that I pull up and show up. So, I'm really expecting this team to do good. I'm expecting, I'm not expecting Kirk Cousins to look bad at all. Yeah, this is going to be a crazy game. This is going to be like a 34, 35 type of game. Take the whatever the over is, please hit the over.
0: Yeah, the Chiefs' offense is going to look great against this Vikings defense, and I think vice versa. I think the Vikings' offense is going to look really good against this Chiefs defense. Yes, they got Chris Jones. He can get some pressure here and there, but they're going to air that bitch out. They don't have an answer for Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, T.J. Hawkinson. Like they got weapons. They C.J. Osborne, K.J. Osborne, the deep threat still there, and. This is a hard game for me to pick because, like, I want to pick the Chiefs and not look back. But then at the same time, I'm also, like, the Vikings at home. Like, they play – the Vikings at home play way better when they're at home versus when they're on the road. Her Cousins in the dome. That's uh, – like, he just – he balls out when they're at home. It's not a prime time game either. If this was an 8 o'clock game, nighttime game, I would be like, yeah, Chiefs all the way. But the fact is not prime time kind of gets like, ooh, this is – This could be a little tricky. Uh, I do got Kirk Cousins over one and a half passing touchdowns. I think he's gonna. He looked terrible last week. I think he bounces back this week. And uh, I don't know because I already got the who. I already got the Rams and the Jets, both underdogs on the four o'clock slate. Do I just go all three underdogs on the slate on the four o'clock games here?
1: You're dangerous. I'll do
0: it. Yeah, give me the Vikings at home. I just think. I think they like you said. The, whoever gets the ball last is probably gonna win this game. And I could see a Kirk Cousins like walk off TD or get into the field goal range, getting the win, upsetting the Chiefs, who also haven't played their best football yet either. And that's why I'm fading the Eagles and the Chiefs. I'm gonna say it's just they haven't played their best football yet, and they keep squeaking by. And you can't keep doing that in NFL.
1: Yeah, I gotta say they have been squeaking by like a motherfucker. That's why I'm not mad. At you, if you take the Vikings with the points in this game. Cause it might be happening. Cause it's just a little safer than taking the, the Vikings money line straight up. But yeah, this Chiefs team is um, this Chiefs team is gonna um, I like this Chiefs team. I'm gonna pick them. I think they're just gonna have the whole crew in the ensemble. Um, and on some funny shit, that boy Travis Kelsey addressed the whole Taylor Swift shit. They're like, all right, and kind of overdoing it now. Like you can calm down a little bit, like, and that just shows that they're focused. Like they're trying to win the games, and not just here for popularity. Or to run the oh, it's the world champs. she had to win more fucking games. So yeah, I'm taking this Chiefs team. Chiefs start off the season four and one.
0: Not mad with that at all. This is the battle of the top well argue when people are saying the two best titans in the NFL, TJ Hawk and Travis Kelsey.
1: Oh, that's out.
0: Next game on the slate, prime time, eight o'clock, Sunday night football. This is Sunday night, right? We're
1: not tripping, right? Yeah, Sunday night.
0: Okay, Sunday night. Cowboys going to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. 49ers a a three-and-a-half point favorite at home. It was four yesterday. Now it's back to three-and-a-half. Both two of the best defenses in the league. Two offenses, one that's been rolling, rolling, and rolling, and another offense that honestly, like, you can say what you want about the Cowboys, but they haven't looked bad. Like, they they had that one loss to the Cardinals, and you can – hype on that all you want but outside of that one bat showing they've looked pretty good uh i think they get up for this game this is a this is a big game i think for both sides this is to see like who's the king of the nfc right now like a lot of people still think it's the eagles but like who's playing the best football it's the cowboys and the 49ers it is regular season but this is the king king of the nfc game i'm calling it right now do you think the 49ers are just still the well-oiled machine, or are they gonna run into some resistance here with the Cowboys?
1: Oh, this is gonna be a good ass fucking game. Like this deep both of these have explosive off offenses and their defenses are here to play. So I'm expecting a lot some a lot of crazy um moments. I expecting a lot of um for this game, I'm expecting a lot of um momentum switches. I'm expecting the 49ers to kind of come in. Start the game off explosive. I'm expecting the Cowboys to kind of figure their shit out throughout the game. And then they have a stretch where they're the better team for a second. And then the 49ers close up business, close up for business and end the game on a really good note. Maybe score a couple of touchdowns in the fourth quarter to ice the game. But it's gonna be a fun ass game. There are a couple fun ass games on this um on the slate, truthfully. And if the Cowboys show up, it's gonna be lit. But if the 49ers defense puts them in a box. Oh, all you're going to hear is Dak this, Dak that, Dak. Oh, my God. This team has never be a playoff team. This team is not really a contender. Like, it's just going to be fun. But I got the 49ers. I trust Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, that entire um, I've been high on that offense all year. And their defenses show that they're the top, that they're the top for real, for real. And they're winning by a margin of like 16.8 points per game right now. Some crazy shit. So it's like they're not squeaking by. They're showing they're the dominant teams in every game they play. And motherfucking Kyle Shannon must be having a field day writing up plays for this offense.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I think the 49ers is just the best team in the NFC, like hands down. They were, I still have them number one in my power ranking since after week two. That, that has yet to change, and I don't think it will change. I think the defensively studs across the board, they made a trade with the Broncos to go get Randy Gregory. They traded for Randy Gregory. And all they had to give up was like a fifth round pick to go get him. Randy Gregory, who might not play this game, but like that, just adds to a defensive line that was already with Nick Bosa and Javon Hargrave already, already OP as it is. And you go get Randy Gregory, who two years ago, when he was on the Cowboys, lit the world on fire. Um, so like this is I mean, maybe he does get a couple snaps, like uh, just like revenge game status type shit, just to get him yeah. in. Um, but I just think also, like, the Cowboys, the offensive line still a little banged up. Trayvon Diggs is out for the year, which is a big blow. And uh, Mika can only do so much. Uh, like, yeah, he might blow up the O-line here or there. But Brock Purdy gets the ball out quicker than anybody. And, uh, like, it, I just – not quicker than anybody, Tua's got the quickest, but – He's, he's still top five. Like, the way he just hike, get the ball out, and I know it is also Shanahan's offense is built for that. But it's just – it's that's what takes away great defensive lines, is if you can get the ball out before they can even become a thing in the game. And that's what I think Brock Purdy's going to do. I got CMC over. Once again, Kev. 78 and a half rushing yards they keep moving it up a little bit. You got to put them bet that bitch in the nineties to get people to not bet it. Give me the over 78 and a half rushing yards for CMC. I know it's a little lower this game because they're going up against the Cowboys, but they're just going to, they're going to get CMC involved. And then on the other end, Jake Ferguson, the tight end for the Cowboys taking over the Dalton Schultz role over three and a half receptions back to back weeks. He's coming off of like seven catch games. Uh, he's getting the targets. He seems to be like that Dalton Schultz role perfectly for Dak. Like, oh, CD's not open. Cooks isn't open. Gallup's not open. I mean, just dunk it off right here to my guy, Jake Ferguson. So over three and a half reception. I think there'll be a lot of passing from the uh, Cowboys because I think the 49ers, they come early. Whereas the Cowboys can play better in the second half and stuff like that. I think the, the 49ers are going to come in early, smack them in the mouth, take an early lead, and then the Cowboys are going to be kind of forced to throw in the ball. And then that's where Ferguson cashes the over three and a half. But I like the I like the uh, 49ers here. And I if it's at three and a half, I'm not putting on my best bets. But, like, I that's a bet I personally will probably go bet on a Sunday night. Like, after all the 4 o'clock games are over and all my money starts rolling in for all the early games, I'll probably throw another, another little bet to make Sunday night a little bit more enjoyable. And it will be the uh, I think Forty Nine ers win, and they win by like a touchdown here.
1: Yeah, I can see that happening. Then we got remember- before we get to Monday. I meant to bring up one thing with the Jets Broncos. What? It's the Hackett Bowl.
0: No, it is. I forgot to bring that up too. It is a revenge spot for the Jets. Champagne came out early in the preseason talking shit on Hackett. Uh, Aaron Rodgers said, "Keep my cor- keep my offensive coordinator name out your fucking mouth." Uh, now – and just Hackett basically said, yeah, we're not, I'm not going to – like, he didn't really address it. He goes, I heard it. Duh, duh, duh. We'll see how it goes. And then now, game's going to happen. I think that's an extra little juice for me to take on the Jets.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a big reason why when I was doing a pick, I was like, oh, yeah, Jets by Jets a million. Because Hackett is going to come through with some shit for they guys. Russell Wilson is going to be in a box all game. Hackett's going to be talking that shit. Hackett's going to throw drop every play possible. And the defense was better when Hackey was there. So like he really is ready to fuck this team up.
0: Yeah, uh, thank you for bringing that up, Kev, Because yeah. we couldn't have missed that, that game and not bring that up.
1: Hell uh, yeah! But on to Monday night, Monday. This game looks. This game is low key closer than I than it looks like on paper.
0: Yeah, no. I mean on on paper, not paper, but like odds wise, Raiders only a one and a half point favorite at home against the Packers. Um, it was at one. Now it's at one and a half, which is telling you people are betting the Raiders. Mind They think the Raiders will win this game. A lot of the public's backing them here. Uh, how do you feel about it? The Jordan Love taking on the Raiders here. Devontae Adams taking on his old team. Uh, the, I don't know if Aaron Jones is back yet. I know he's still a little banged up, but like David Bacanari is out for the season for the Packers, not having him back on the old line, even though he's always hurt uh this is uh, – I don't know. I, I'm i not sure. Jimmy G might not be playing this game. He still has the concussion shit to go through. It might be Aiden O'Connell. But if it's Aiden O'Connell, that boy Devontae Adams was saying how much he loves Aiden O'Connell. He was basically – it made it, it. sounded like he wanted him to be the starter for the rest of the year.
1: Oh uh, yeah. I mean, Jimmy G showed um, – Jimmy G might
0: play. It's like
1: kind of 50-50 for real, for real I guess we'll probably find out, like, closer to game time or maybe Sunday Monday morning type shit. But – I do think regardless of who the quarterback is, Devontae Adams about to go crazy. Oh, y'all ain't wanna pay me? Oh, I got something for you. Like this is their game to really go ham right now. Do they win? Uh I don't think so. But does Devontae Adams show that he has a purpose in his motherfucker? Oh yeah, definitely. And then even more than that, the Ravens didn't look terrible last week. So I think this is about to be fun. And it's kind of puts more, I think the pressures on more on Jordan Love and this Packers offense to produce because they don't produce. This Raiders team can't beat them.
0: Yeah. I mean, the offense, I mean, they try to make the comeback in the second half. Uh, but I don't know. Like, I, it's crazy to me that the Raiders are getting the favor by the public. I don't know why. I know Jordan Love to me still hasn't proven that he's still that guy. Like he, he did, he had that one rushing touchdown, but passing wise, he did not look good last week. Um, But the Raiders, even with Jimmy G playing, this is a team that I just don't want to bet on. Like honestly, like this, like their defense is just so bad. It's like, it is not like I can rely on, like, okay, the defense can let up 24, 30 points, but they still going to put up. At least 20 30 points themselves, like I can't rely on that with the Raiders, and like for those two reasons alone, I'm gonna take the Packers. Whereas the Packers, I think defensively, been playing pretty sound and offensively been able to get things somewhat figured out week by week, uh, as it progresses. Whereas the Raiders, I, I just don't see their I can see Jordan Love having a great game this week against the Raiders defense, and that's why, I'll yeah.
1: Take the yeah, I feel like on a weekly basis, it's just like the game plan, what the game plan the Packers are coming with, and if it's um solid. I think last week against the um Lions, they didn't have just the weapons to um, deal with that, um to deal with that crazy pass rush. So but this week, I like them to fuck up the Raiders. Like I do like them to beat teams that they're supposed to beat. I don't know what this defense this Packers defense was a top ten defense on paper before the season started. I kind of feel like it might have blurred a little bit, might have um, moved around a little bit. So I don't know exactly if they're going to be able to stop the Raiders and make this like a controlled game. But it's going to be a good-ass fucking game. And the Raiders, the Raiders are going to Devontae Adams, I know for sure, is going to come to play. And I'm going to take the Packers. But I just feel like Devontae Adams is going to have that crazy game. And that's all I'm going to be talking about on the recap.
0: All right. So we're wrapping up Monday Night Football. We're both on the Packers there. That's us. We just wrapped up the whole slate for y'all. I had my best bets and I have my prop bets. Uh, but let's get into everyone's favorite part of the show. Our locks and dogs were Kev last week three and all together, two and oh on his locks, one and no on his dog. I went one and two, one and one on my uh locks and oh and one on our dog. But me and Kev we're sitting at identical records, both five and three on our locks, and both two and two on our dogs. Honestly, not that bad of start of a season right now. We're looking pretty good. So, as always, Kev, we we'll throw it to you. Let me hear your locks for week five.
1: I appreciate you always passing up the that. So, this week, I think I'm coming with one lock and two dogs to switch it up, man. So, my lock this week, I like the 49ers versus the Cowboys. I wanted to make sure I picked a good game. Could have picked the Eagles and the Rams. I could have picked that game, too. But I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm going to take one juggernaut. And that's gonna be the 49ers. And then for my two dogs, I gotta take the Jets and the Hockey Bow. You know they're going crazy. And then I have. Mm, I'll take the Packers against the Raiders. Why not? Why not? I like the Packers, the Packers to make the Raiders look crazy. And they might fire Mike McDaniels very, very soon. Or yeah. Josh McDaniels very soon.
0: So I agree with both the dog picks too. To, I mean, I picked money lines for both of them too. So I don't disagree with that. And I, I mean, I agree with all three of your picks. All three of the picks are the same picks I have also on the picks. Um, I'm going to go with, if I'm going to lock up two teams, I'm going to lock up two teams, keep an OG on them. I'm going to go NFC South. I got the Falcons beating the Texans. I just think the Falcons' run offense is going to beat that run defense of the Texans up. And then I got the Saints to beat the patriots here right now it's a pick'em, so they're both sitting at minus one so technically no one's really an underdog otherwise i would have probably took the saints as my dog and i just think the defense is going to blow up mac jones and then all of a sudden on the other end i got the i got the i got the rams as my dog over the eagles just because, like I said, they're gonna the way they've been playing, they're gonna have to take an L eventually. I think this might be the week. The Rams have been playing good, and Demon Home, Demon Home, pussy. We got that boy Cooper yeah. Cup, prettiest white boy in the NFL. He's gonna go out there and do his thing. I mean that that's, that's gonna be my three picks for the locks and dog. Bruh.
1: Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup coming back to the league is the equivalent of your dog getting out of jail. It's like oh, we we immediately going up to nothing, but we are immediately up to no good. Immediately.
0: Immediately, yeah. And he's going to look good while he's doing it. Like I said, I'm co-signing that with the anytime touchdown prop, plus 170 on the uh.
1: Yeah, I like the anytime touchdown, but I don't like him to have crazy, crazy game this time.
0: Oh, huh? But thank you all for watching. We always wrap up with our locks and dogs. We made the full slate picks from early Sunday morning. Set your alarm clocks are going across the pond, Buffalo versus Jags, all the way to Monday night, Packers versus Raiders. And as always, go down, like, and subscribe, comment your picks for this, and let us know your thoughts on the Thursday night football that we broke down what feels like a long time ago. But as always, this is another episode of Totally Blitz Podcast. I'm Paul pickle joined with Kevin, Waterboy Savoy. And if y'all didn't know, now y'all know, motherfuckers.